Hi, and welcome to Popcorn Takes, a pop culture podcast on movies, media, books, etc. Today, we're going to be talking about Jury Duty 2023. Uh, it came out this year on Amazon Prime. Uh, so, we are going to talk about the first four episodes today. Uh, there are eight episodes, they are about 30 minutes each. Uh, So that was about four hours of watch time, so we did not get that completed. But today we're going to talk about the first half. Uh, Obviously, the the main premise of the show is that it is all actors on a jury for a fake crime, a fake trial, and only one person in the whole entire cast uh, is not an actor and has no idea that everybody else is actors. Well, he knows at least one person as an actor. He recognizes James Marsden, who is our obviously star of the show. And um, they, this first episode is all about them getting selected for the jury. Do you want to do a popcorn um, rating now, or do we want to do it once the show is? we've watched the entirety of it. No, uh, we can, we can, since this is more of a mockumentary kind of sit, sitcom-ish, let's, uh, let's, let's split it up. So through the first four, I, I would give it a, uh, three popcorn so far. Um, it was, it's been entertaining. So I've, I've liked it so far. I think it's built upon itself episode after episode. I would also give it a three. I also think it has gotten better. Each episode has gotten better. I do have one major problem with the premise. Uh, it's the fact that it is a combination of sitcom and reality TV. It doesn't allow me to slip into that mindset of either one of them. And I think for me, that detracts from the overall feeling. All right. Well, let's. Uh, so, spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it. Yes. So uh, take a pause now if you uh, do not wish to have spoilers. So I feel like for 2023, since this is a newer, new show, newer yes. show, we have spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you keep moving forward, there will be spoilers. And um, I know I messed you up with your whole only watching sitcoms 10 years after that. I know, right? I feel bad watching something uh, new like this. I'm just now finishing getting into community. So Community's good. I... I enjoy community. I haven't watched community in its entirety, but I have watched a large portion of it and I enjoy it very much. Uh, On to the mockumentary jury duty. I I think, I think maybe I was expecting a little more of it. A little more what? I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Well, that's why I was trying to say that it, the way that it's presented as a mix of sitcom and reality TV, it doesn't let you slip into that. Because there are things that people do in sitcoms that you don't do in real life. And then there are things that people do on reality TV shows that's just for the drama. So it doesn't, to me, allow it, the, the converging of the two is, I don't like it. I know that a lot of people love this show. That's why I wanted to watch it was because I've heard so much good things about it. In fact, I saw somebody say that if you don't like this show, that um, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, apparently there's something wrong with me. Um, I I just, it it doesn't, it's 
not enough of one or the other. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. And let's sort of go through. So, so episode one, they're sort of, you know, having everybody come in. And I, you know, I have never been on jury duty. So I have never once in my life gotten a call for jury duty. And I know you've gotten multiple calls for jury duty. Well, in our old county that we lived in, that I lived in since I was a teenager, right? Uh, I never got called for jury duty, ever. And since we've moved to our new county, I've been called up for jury duty twice. And the last time I did get out of jury duty because the last time I had gone had been within the three year period. So I was, I told him, I was like, uh, sorry, it's been three calendar years and I've already been to jury duty. (laughs) So I did get out of it. But yes, now all of a sudden I'm on a a register where they want me to come in for jury duty all the time. So I have a feeling in in another year or two, I'm going to get another call for jury duty. So I'm not exactly happy about it. Uh, the last case that I was on was about a jewel, about a woman who left one of her co-workers to house sit while she went on vacation and he let his ex-girlfriend into the house and the ex-girlfriend stole jewelry out of the house. Unfortunately, the prosecution could not prove it. My gut feeling was that she definitely stole jewelry, (laughs) but the prosecution did a terrible job of actually proving that she did. And it was, it was junk from the, from the get go. Apparently the police were very slow to be involved. So she went ahead and investigated a lot of it herself, thus throwing out a lot of the evidence because she investigated it herself. So it was a mess. (laughs) And I can say all this now because A, I'm not saying any names and B, Uh, It's over. So, (laughs) anyways. Uh, The first episode is about the picking of the jury. And so we meet a cast, most of the cast of characters that uh, you will see throughout the show. I did listen to another podcast that had James Marsden on and talked about this setup and what it was. So, the fact of the matter is, it is part sitcom and part improv for the actors there because they have to roll off of whatever Ronald is giving them. Obviously, Ronald is the guy who doesn't know that this is all for script or all for TV. So he's sort of the straight guy, I guess, or or the Mark. I don't know how you would want to put that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's either the straight guy or, and not straight as in sexuality, but straight as in the comedy comedy term for straight. I think they Okay, well, maybe not everybody knows that. Okay, anyway, so Ronald's 29, and he's the only person who is not an actor. And uh, we get to see all these different people, also including James Marsden. And Ronald doesn't really recognize him. He only recognizes him from X-Men. He doesn't, when the crew, because it's supposed to be like a documentary in his eyes, they're filming it because it's a documentary uh so the crew for the documentary is telling him the other things that he that James Marston has been in yeah and then uh he finds out that he was in Sonic and he says to James Marston that he heard it was a bad movie 
Which I disagree with. I enjoyed Sonic. Well, he never saw it. That's it. He does say in another episode later that he watched it and he liked the movie. Yeah. But he had heard it was a bad movie, but he said that to James Marsden, which I was like, he's got to have more tact than that, right? Or do people say stuff like that? I I don't know. Maybe then people do say stuff like that. So, uh... The standouts for me for this episode, because there weren't a lot, it was kind of a boring episode, to be honest with you, but the standouts to me were uh, that line about him, uh, well, he was surprised that James Marsden was in the notebook. He had no idea. I guess, you know, I didn't realize either how much he had been in. Oh, he's been in a ton of stuff. I I knew he'd been in I had completely forgot some of the things as they started going through them. Uh, I forgot about Westworld. Yeah. I, I completely had spaced that he was in that. And I only saw the first season of it, so I never really watched that much of it. But, um, yeah, on down the line. So, Because yeah, if you had told me he was in The Notebook, I would have said, no way. I had no idea he was in <laughs> well, The Notebook. Well, he would have been Ronald. <laughs> yeah. Because Ronald had no idea. Uh, so, it was... It was the, uh, the, uh, the other line that I wrote down came from Vanessa, who... Uh, Vanessa tells the documentary team that she is part, or she no, she tells the jury duty selection that she is part of the RBI, and they ask her what's the RBI, and she says <laughs> the Reddit Bureau of Investigation, Investigation. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which cracked me up. Um, but otherwise, I don't like the side stories. Again, this is this is what I was talking about. There's a little side story between. Jeannie and Noah and Jeannie is obviously interested in Noah and Noah seems to be very naive and oblivious to stuff but I don't to me to me I would have liked it more had they done all sitcom about jury duty or had they gone all reality tv with it I don't even care if they're actors and not other reality people but the fact that like I would have loved for them to come up to the camera afterwards and said what they were thinking when they were trying to get a a specific reaction out of him and he gave them something else I think that would have been funny or interesting yeah I I guess from the one you know just the people trying to get out of jury duty how the judge initially just lets people the one old lady just is like yeah I don't want to do this and and she's he's just like all right you're excused that was funny and then the James Marsden character tries to like be like oh hey I'm a famous actor and he's like too bad you're on the jury duty and Noah tries to get out by telling the entire courtroom that he's racist yeah it's much to like I, for, the other black people in the room <laughs> look at him like, what? <laughs> I, I, right, I enjoy the uh, the cringe uh, level of that. Uh, just It's like, oh. Yeah. I, I think uh, I felt like they were maybe in this episode one trying to channel the office a little bit for some of the initial. I thought some of it was trying to be a little bit curb your enthusiasm too because they were trying to go, yeah. they were trying to go yeah. a little no, bit into I can, that. I can, see, I can definitely see that, but... Anyway, yeah, I, I, I would agree. So then on to episode two. Well, first, before we get to episode two, James Marsden is trying to get out of jury duty. So he calls the paparazzi on himself at <laughs> jury duty. And this results in all the jurors having to be sequestered. The funny part about that was that uh, the judge said, because James Marsden said, I'm, I'm a notable figure. And the James, the judge said, respectfully, I don't recognize you. <laughs> Yeah, the judge, the judge is funny through it. 
So uh, that is the end of the first episode. They are now being sequestered. Uh, on episode two... Opening arguments. Ronald... One, we see in a clip that looks like it's supposed to be a flashback clip, but I don't remember him that being the clip in the original episode. Apparently, Ronald wanted to be on the jury. He wanted to do jury duty, which is crazy to me because most real-life people I know don't want to be on the jury. It, it is, I, I imagine... Unless you have nothing better to do. I guess. Uh, he, and he, he's supposed to be a solar power installer from San Diego. Yeah, so I would think he'd have better things to do. I don't know. And he definitely should be making more money than whatever the stipend well, is. Well, especially because as we lead out of episode one to episode two, because of the James Marsden fame, they decide to sequester the jury. Yes. So it's not enough that they're just going to be a jury. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to sequester with the whole hotel and confiscate the phones, the whole nine yards. Right. Which, again, I, you know... I, it, you start to see this sort of dynamic develop amongst the group where, you know, it's sort of, I, I, I think of, for me, it flashes to like work things where we've had to go do events for like a week at the time and sort of the group forms kind of this internal personality of all the people there and you start to develop little clicks inside the click and, you know, it sort of really kind of had that feel to it. So this in this episode, uh, we talk more to Bailiff Nikki. We see the judge's name, Judge uh, Rosen. 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 That's right. Uh, they and that they are taking their phones <laughs> now because the actual jury has been selected. So now that the jury has been selected and they've been sequestered, now they're taking their phones away. Um, that since the jur- since the trial is going to begin, the plaintiff in the situation is. Jacquie. <laughs> her name's Jacqueline, but she goes by Jacquie. Jacquie Hillgrove. And the defendant is a... Uh, so Jacquie is very polished and put together, if not morose looking, but very polished and put yes, together. Yes, that owns the uh, Cinnamon and Sparrow. And I guess it's supposed to be like a t-shirt place? It's a, I, a I assume some factory. kind of apparel because she said that her dress was from there too, and right. her dress wasn't just a T-shirt. Right. It's some kind of apparel company, is what yeah. we're to assume. And the defendant is Trevor, and Trevor is an employee who came to work drunk, and then got high at work, and then passed out on top of a pile of T-shirts that he misprinted, and peed on himself. That's. And it's supposed to be like this multi-million dollar case, I guess. Right. So supposedly there were 3,000 units that were destroyed. And then the customer was extremely angry. And so that damaged Jacquie's reputation and the company's reputation. And so they're, they're suing the... So that's, they are suing Trevor for damages. And, and the defense Trevor has no money and cannot hold down a job. Yeah, I did quite. And the defense attorney is so bad in the beginning, in these beginning parts. Yes, he mixes up the cases. It's you know sort of a. The defendant also appears disheveled most of the time, and also to have anger issues. Yeah, he continues to yell uh, when he's angry with his lawyer. So. Uh, Although the lawyer is incompetent, yelling in court is not the best move. (laughs) So, uh, we also meet 
more of the other jurors and, and get to know them more. Todd is one of the guys that gets focused on this episode. And Todd is odd. He is, uh, uh, he's, he's just a strange little, little man. Yeah. And, uh, we also see Ronald being frustrated with James Marsden for causing the sequester, but then paying to have his own personal bailiff so he doesn't have to be at the hotel with everyone, which of course that was going to happen as James Marsden. They're not going to have him sleep at the hotel with all these randos. Yeah, you wonder how that's... I, I see him again. I imagine most celebrities are just dismissed outright for jury duty. Yes, of course. And then that's what he was trying to get to happen. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, so, when the defendant's lawyer is trying to set up for the uh, animation that apparently we learn later his cousin made for him to try to reenact the, what happened that day, he drops the court's TV. <laughs> so he's just very bumbling, very yeah. incompetent. Yeah, throughout. Yes. Uh, we also... This is also a time period where they're supposed to be talking about awarding or, or figuring out who the four person is going to be. Yeah. And Ronald has made it clear that he does not want to be the four person. But the cast, of course, is trying to set him up to become the four person by setting it up so that he looks like he's taking charge in some instances where yeah, things are going the, wrong. The juror Inez is, is angling to him. She, wants, she has yes. her sights set on being four person. And she messed, messes up the food order because they order from a restaurant that is not open on Fridays, which is wild. A yeah. restaurant that's not open on a Friday? Yeah, that, what? Some of that, <laughs> again, some of the stuff doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense throughout the first part. And so they have to reorder the food. And so it's a bunch of start and stop to the actual trial because of all of this other stuff going on behind the scenes. And then uh, when they're trying to reorder food, somebody spills their drink. And then one of the men, Tim, goes to get paper towels off the top of this filing cabinet. That's one of those tall filing cabinets. And the whole thing falls down on him, and he ends up getting taken away by ambulance. And apparently everybody on the jury has these great stories about Tim and how great Tim is and these wonderful things that Tim has done, and they've all given him paper cranes except for Ronald. (laughs) Also, Tim earlier in the day when he was passing by Ronald, he told Ronald that he had to go rub one out <laughs> before they started. Just weird. Yeah. So not only does Ronald not have a great Tim story, Ronald doesn't have a paper crane from Tim, and Ronald's impression of Tim is not great, like yeah. everybody else. But he's but he doesn't say anything yeah. at all. Well, of course <laughs> you're not gonna. Yeah, say no, anything. you don't say anything when somebody goes to the hospital. But I mean, it's just it's, see, that's what I was talking about about the like feeling like they're dipping more into like the curb your enthusiasm trying to yeah be uncomfortable yeah so this part is they have to because James Marston didn't actually get picked for the jury he got picked as one of the alternates and he, he, 
him and Lonnie, and Lonnie's a black man, and he tries to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He tries to... Volunteer, I guess. No, he, he's trying he's trying to say that he's marginalized like Lonnie. He's trying to... Uh. What is that word? Where you're like trying to... Anyways. He's trying to say that him and Lonnie are alike because they're both marginalized. And Lonnie looks at him and says, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Anyways, James Marsden gets a little bit frustrated that Lonnie gets picked instead of him to be the... To be the go from alternate to an actual juror member because he's like, if I'm here, I might as well actually be on the jury. Right. Being an alternate is second round. Yeah. So, um, and then at this point, uh, at the end of the episode, the judge decides to appoint Ronald to be the foreman or foreperson. Yep. And then episode three, entitled Foreperson. Yes. So you get to see Ronald sort of taking charge. And we open up with Todd being odd with his chance. His chair pants. Yes. He's, I, I guess he's supposed to be one of the more odd characters on there. Yeah. So, yeah. And like I said, some of that, I guess they try to inject some physical humor into it. Well, supposedly, Ron, according to Ronald, because he has a little interview where he... Felt, feels like maybe this is his fault because like he was encouraging Todd because Todd wants to be an inventor and he showed him a bug's life where one of the characters wants to be an inventor and everybody outcasts him. So it's just all kind of playing in. So yeah. I don't, I feel like Ronald either A, is a sweet guy or B, is smart enough to know to look like a sweet guy on camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also get the storyline progressing between Jeannie and Noah. Noah's girlfriend is on a vacation. He was trying to get out of jury duty by saying he was racist because he actually had a vacation planned with his girlfriend. And uh, his girlfriend went anyways. And apparently there's a person there named Cody. And uh, Je- Jeannie's trying to tell him Cody is a boy. And, er- and he keeps being like, no, Cody's a girl. Right. And uh, Jeannie gives a list of Cody's, and one of them is Cody Bryant, which is Kobe Bryant, not yeah. Cody Bryant. It was okay. And uh, so that's one of the other. I don't like that storyline. I find the whole Jeannie and Noah storyline. Yeah. I don't like it. Again, it, it, it leans too hard into the sitcom for that storyline and it pulls focus from the main situation which is Ronald yeah and the fake jury yeah I, I just don't like it I get that like people are supposed to have like inner lives and it's he's supposed to see that these people are doing things outside of but I don't like it <laughs> yeah no it's 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 different Noah you know again I, I think I, I don't know. I guess, I guess again, he's sort of... Uh, him and Todd seem similar to me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. They seem kind of... Both are sort of these socially awkward, quiet people. I guess Todd is more weird than Todd. Noah. is more weird, and also Noah has the benefit of being more attractive than Todd. Gotcha. So, he gets the benefit of the doubt when people think he's being weird also. Gotcha. Um... 
let's see. Judge Rosen gives Ronald a hard time because uh, about keeping the people in line because of Todd's pants chance situation. And then later, Barbara keeps falling asleep. So we get we get a lot of the judge giving Ronald, Ronald a hard giving time, act, telling him yeah. to keep 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 the jury in line. Can you do this, Ronald? Yeah, <laughs> just keeps on at him. Which I'm not even sure that falls under the guise of what a four person in a jury does. No. And for me, that whole thing was like. Wouldn't they just pull her from the jury? Wouldn't they be like, clearly this is not something you can physically handle, so maybe you right. need to... I know. So, anyways. Um, the Jacquees business is in eco-conscious clothes. She comes in wearing a dress that she says is... I don't remember what it's made out of. Yeah. It's recycled this and... Oh, it was like burlap sack was the dress was made out of, and the belt was made out of like dehydrated mango wood or something like that. It was silly. Uh, then Ronald has to keep t- waking up Barbara. There's an there's a, a witness on the stand, and his middle name is Cody. And in the interview. Noah says Cody is middle name doesn't count when they're talking about <laughs> girl names versus guy names. So that continues to go on. Then we have Genevieve that comes on and she's an the influencer. influencer. Yeah. And she she's funny because she says things that are very influencery. They're they're very vapid and, and and without really meaning anything. No, means nothing. And she said things like I put down nasty comments. She got <laughs> nasty comments. Narsty, yeah. Because she was reminding people not to just adopt dogs. The, the dogs that are being bred also need good homes too. <laughs> so, it was funny. And then Vanessa says that the whole time that Genevieve was talking, she wanted to punch her in the face. Yeah, she really had an issue with her. Yes. And, you know, again, Barbara's falling asleep and Ronald gets fussed out again about it. Uh, They also say, oh, they have another witness that comes onto the stand and says that without human intervention, it's impossible for the machine to cause an error like it did. Yeah. And... Then this day, Barbara had eaten some kind of cookie with dexedrin in it. It says it on the TV. It's like a like blink and you miss it kind of situation because they never come back to it. But she's awake more during this episode, this part of the... So, and I guess she did, she thought... I guess the whole idea is to throw stuff out there and if Ronald doesn't catch on to it, to and just they drop it. Yeah, I mean... You kind of got that feeling with it because it, it seems like they threw a lot yes. of non sequiturs. Yeah, because that never picked back up as a plot point. But that's what that improv comes in at is yeah. like it's part sitcom, part improv, improv. Yeah. and the improv part is like throwing stuff at him and seeing how he reacts to it again. Which is why I wish the show was more like Barbara coming back to the camera later and being like, "Well, I said something about Dexedrine being in my." cookie and which is a ridiculous sentiment anyways you don't yeah you wouldn't put it in a cookie but (laughs) but um it it just the fact that he didn't pick up on it or anything i it would have been more interesting to me 
to see the actor who yeah. is doing the improv to react to how they had to pivot or, you know, things that weren't picked up or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the judge congratulates Ronald for a better day because Barbara's been awake more. And then somehow Jeannie gets one of the other bailiffs or court people who work in the court to get the to help her get online to look at the Instagram photos. Yeah, and Cody turns out to be the Cody turns out to be a dude. Not only a dude, a buff dude. Yeah, Jack. And no. he's got a boner in the picture with Heidi, <laughs> Noah's girlfriend. And so they that's what the whole end of the episode is about for episode three. And Ronald kind of gives Jeannie a little bit of a hard time for even showing these pictures to Noah. Like, why would you do that? You know, yeah. not like a real hard time, but just kind of. So we see that, you know, Ronald seems to be like a decent dude. He's trying to, you know, help out Noah. And then that's the end of episode three. Yeah. And then we're on to episode four where they're taking the field trip. So going to take the tour of the uh, actual crime scene. Yes, the factory of Cinnamon and Sparrow. Which, Cinnamon and Sparrow is such a weird name for a clothing line. I think that was the point. I know. Uh, so, Lonnie is now starting to get very suspicious about how things aren't adding up. And Lonnie's the one pointing out where, like, there's marks on the floor where the barrels were kept and where they weren't kept, and now they're, the barrels aren't Yeah, there. sort of casting into doubt the prosecution's case and what they're saying and how it doesn't quite add up that, you know, the, the Trevor, I guess, is, is set up to kind of take this fall. Yes. And so they end up going upstairs to check out more because they think this upstairs area looks too clean. And so they're they're going upstairs to kind of check out more, and they find a bunch of mannequins, which is weird. And then they find a box of the shirts that are the misprinted right. shirts, which all say Jorf on them. And uh, so they they they're looking at that, and then they look back at the mannequins, and Todd, Todd gets out of out of nowhere. He's hiding in the mannequins. <laughs> just just weird like yeah <laughs> and totally freaks out Lonnie Lonnie screams and so Todd falls and then he gets into some kind of goo according to him so he has to change his shirt so he changes into one of the Jorf shirts um, so we also know that after this little field trip they have a reservation booked at for, Margaritaville for dinner yeah for dinner at five but then they got pushed back to six because they they weren't gonna make it by five and they didn't even end up making it by six we find out and and now I think uh, I enjoyed the part before we move on to the Margaritaville where James is uh, trying to drive the forklift yeah. <laughs> to be the common man he's got yeah. so I guess his he's, script his he's got this script he wants to work on and and you know try to I guess they're going to cast him in the role as the working man so he spends this entire time trying to be blue collar western it's, yes his blue collar voice happens to be kind of western kind of hillbilly and and more gruff than his normal voice it, it was it wasn't it was a little bit like his westworld character which is funny because vanessa tells him he sounds like a jackass and um ronald tells him it sounds good <laughs> so it's really funny yeah um but they get to margaritaville late and um they found out that the table they were supposed to have was given away to another party 
Um, so they're up at the bar getting drinks before they sit down, and they notice that the, the table that's their table, uh, the people are done eating, they're just kind of sitting around, so they decide they're going to go up and talk to them and see yeah, if they can Yeah, kind of ask if they so, can move along a little bit. Yeah, and uh, the guy is kind of passive-aggressive. Yeah. He says, at first he says, I think we're going to be here another 15 to 20 minutes. And he said, no, I think we're going to be here another hour. Yeah. So just being a jerk Just about being it. a little difficult. Yeah, because yeah, they were real nice the way they asked. They they yeah. went up there like, hey, uh, we just were wondering if y'all would be done. What time, you know, you might get done soon because, you know, we, the, we're we up at the bar and they yeah. let us eat until we get to a table. And um, so, but then the guy sees Todd in Todd's Jorf shirt and he decides, is that guy with you? And they're like, yeah. And they said, bring him over here. And so he's like, oh, okay. So they bring Todd over there and they tell Todd that he seems like he's, he's one, one of their, their people. people. Yeah. And he was a patriot and he was good. And so they so they, they decided to go ahead and give the up jor- the table. Yep. And so they're all celebrating. And then we find out later that the waitress comes up and says that other diners find the shirt offensive yes. he's gonna have to take it off so they're gonna give him margaritaville style shirts to to put on because jorf is a secret white supremacist word yes it's like and i did look it up jorf is just a made-up word for the show i was curious to see if it was a secret white supremacist word but no it's not it's just made up for the show uh but it was you know supposed to be funny then we see barbara says that she's had three margaritas at this point and she says she doesn't feel anything yeah and she orders her i find it funny the woman that was falling asleep is now gonna get tanked i know and eating dexedrine cookies (laughs) so she uh she she says she orders her margaritas double yeah so she should be feeling something by now and that's when we find out that Noah has, has been, been drinking her, her margaritas. By mistake. And he doesn't drink because, we, as we figure out later, they never outright say it, but they imply heavily that he's Mormon. So he doesn't drink, and so now he is tanked. Which, again, if you don't drink and you drink one double margarita, you're definitely going to start noticing stuff. Yeah. And it's not going to taste... It's, not, it's going to taste different. Especially for somebody who doesn't drink, you're going to be like, this doesn't taste Especially like. a double. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like it's a... It's not like it's a daiquiri that, like, the taste is kind of hidden in. It's it's a margarita and it's a double. That, yeah. that liquor is not hidden. So, <laughs> anyways, he's had three now. He is trashed. And he decides that he's going to call oh, his drunk, girlfriend. Drunk call the call the girlfriend to find out what's the deal with Cody yeah then we get this other storyline where bailiff Nikki comes over and she's mad because she finds out that the tab is fifteen hundred dollars and this is ridiculous because like you would know what your stipend is for the day and you would you would know that ahead of time and you would know what you should order or not order. Well, I don't think they pay for... Do, does jury duty pay for alcohol? No. No. And also, jury duty doesn't pay for any of your food outright. They just give you a check at the end for your daily stipend. 
Yeah. At least that's how it works where we are. They're not out here. And maybe it's different if you have to be sequestered or whatever. I'm Maybe your stipend is just larger. I'm not really sure what how that would work. But you got a stipend at the very end. It's not like they were giving you money every day. And it's not like they were covering stuff for you. You would just have gotten a check at the end of your time on jury duty. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thought because I and, and I guess I mean because the stipend is probably more in LA. Oh, I'm sure it's it supposed is. to happen too. So, but again, if where we live, it's like thirteen dollars a day. It's yeah, but stupid love. But if you're sequestered, you have to be put up in a hotel. My guess would be. You know, if you have to pay for food and you, I mean, if you took 15 people to eat. Yeah. I mean, you're going to run up a pretty, pretty high tap pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like freaking out about that just doesn't, I mean, again, I don't, I don't know. That's, that'd be something maybe we'll have to And re- it's not just research. 12 people, it's 13 people because it includes your alternate juror. Yeah. So that's 13 jurors plus the bailiff. Yeah, it's just 14 people. It's, yeah. You're going to run up a tab pretty pretty hastily on that kind of thing. Right. So that was, a, you know, a silly plot line they put in there. And then, you know, the whole thing comes down to... Making Ronald ask James to yes. pay. Which I think, you know, that's sort of, I guess, the improv of it was they were planning that skit to see yes. just how uncomfortable they could make him be asking, you know. Because he'd sort of, I guess you can sort of see them kind of bonding, I guess, or they yes. would they kind of... Because they worked on the script earlier before yeah. they went to the factory. Yeah. Was that that? No, that was the next day they worked Yeah, that's the, the next day, but still, okay. you could sort of see them they've sort been, of palling yeah. around. The, yeah, for, Again, talking. kind of forming that click, and at this point, you can see the group sort of taking on this kind of group personality. Again, that happens so many times when you're put in situations like that. You know, I've been away with work groups before, and it's... It's sort of funny how, you know, how, how each one sort of forms its own little personality. And you can kind of see them sort of doing this here with Ronald kind of being at the center of it. I mean, by this point, he's almost right, sort of the de facto. Everybody he's sort at of, the center by design. Right. But he doesn't know that. Yes. So, but the point is they're sort of, they sort of all kind of default to him. Yes. And, and sort of befriend him. Yes. So they don't make it too hard for him because honestly... James Marsden knows something's up because they when he comes to the table they all get quiet. Yeah, and start looking at him. And then you know he asks him, and then James Marsden says, "If you if somebody at this table arm, arm wrestles, wrestles me. Yeah, yeah, because he's supposed to be trying to get into character for his for his little script yeah. there." And uh, then again, the group nominates Ronald. Ronald does not volunteer. The group nominates Ronald to be the, the arm, arm wrestler and so they arm wrestle and ronald wins and so james marston pays for the town yep and rightly so i mean really you know 1500 bucks like yeah. I, again i like he, I would, he's the celebrity and what well, yeah, yeah i mean it's like yeah you're a tab at margarita it's like yeah i don't know so yeah i, I it again i just i think uh it, it was it was interesting and to see his character now i wonder i don't know you, do you think he really wants... Because he's supposed to be playing himself. Okay, so I when, on the other podcast that I listened to that talked about this, he is playing a a version of himself. Right. Kind right. of like the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. It's like... It's... Uh, what is the word? I'm... Every time we do this podcast, I start having a hard time with my vocabulary. I can never find the word that I want to find. It is frustrating... 
he is an enhanced, not enhanced, he is an exaggerated version of himself yeah. in the show. But, like, if Ronald's this real person, I wonder if, because, you know, you wonder how much is, you know, does he really start to form a bond with the guy? Does he, like, I don't know, like, does he really kind of like, you know, how much is acted and how much is just sort of, you know, them hanging out? Because they spend, seem to spend a lot of time together. Yeah, but I, that's where I'm thinking that for James Marsden, knowing that this is a, what it is, he his compartmentalizing of it is completely different. You know, he, he might have fond opinions of Ronald, but, like, actually hanging out with the guy, I don't see that happening. Anyway, so we end the episode with Noah throwing up out of the side of the bus on the ride back to the hotel. And did he really throw up? That's a good question. I thought about that. I was wondering if... Because he's on the other side of the bus from Ronald. Yeah. So he doesn't necessarily... And he's got his head out the window. So he doesn't necessarily have to really throw up as long as he makes the noises. But, you know, also it is... They could throw in like a fake one of those little like tube things where you could just... You know. I guess. I I mean... Yeah, at some point you would have to, like, I don't know. And I guess this is, you know, how much, like, how much, this is, I I guess, one of my burning, my three burning questions for you. Okay. All right. At some point, is, does, the Ronald character has to realize some of this stuff is just nuts, or is he just dumb? I think we're going to see in later episodes uh, where he starts to be suspicious that things are just too weird. But I, I, Or does he just ha- not have any idea of how stuff works in life? I don't know. That That is a good question. I don't know. Because to me, it's... I don't know. I mean, even the... And again, I... I and maybe I'm taking for granted some of the stuff that, you know... I, I mean, because I've been in hundreds of factories and it, it very similar to this one i haven't been and, in hundreds and, of factories so but I, just you know the layout what they just it's like it, some of the stuff that they're saying they're just, like it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah well so for me i think that if you put me in a similar situation i think i would come off probably about the same because there are so many times that I just let things ride because I just assume that it's weird, but that people are being <laughs> honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I suppose, yeah. I kind of just take people at their word and just move along. And, and Ronald seems like a younger guy, though, so I can't, I yeah, can't, I, mean, he's I can't, yeah, I, I, you know, I can't discount, you know, if he, if he's. But that also could just be part of his personality. Like yeah. I said, I'm not 29. Yeah, I'm 10 years it, older than it him, would and be... I still would pretty much take people at their word and also i've never been in a like factory factory before i wouldn't know what i was looking at yeah that's what threw me about the whole field trip thing i was like do they ever really go to field like they should the jury supposed to be asking they, so juries like juries do visit crime scenes okay. um that that absolutely can happen but like what am i supposed to know as a regular regular person about what a a factory supposed to look like, but with or, but with something like this, I'm not sure what relevance seeing, yeah, 
has to do with anything other, other than just to, to move the plot along to get them out of the courtroom and oh, different uh, things like yeah, that. Yeah, I get it for the, I, I, I get the, it in the case of the TV show. Right. In, in the event of a murder, that might, it, it, you know, it might help to see how things are laid out and things like, but for something like this where it's almost a defamation lawsuit kind of thing. Right. I, I you know, because, and again, to see white t-shirts that are like, I mean, a case... A white t-shirt with a slogan written across I mean, it. I mean, a case of... I mean, if he ruined a thousand of those, I mean, that's that's not going to cost them... I mean, it's like a few grand to replace. It's not... Right. Uh, it's a minor error. <laughs> well, I think the idea is supposed to be it's not only the actual physical items that got ruined and the cost of those, but the, right. the hit to the reputation is what they're trying to set up here. Yeah, exactly. I agree three million seems excessive. And, and, but again, even then, you don't need to see the physical location of what happened right. to know. For, to, right, to, to think. So yeah, yeah so it's kind, kind of weird. Um, well, I'm still stuck on the fact that how is this uh, how is this delinquent, we'll call him, Going to pay you back three million. Right, I know. Again, and <laughs> what's this, the point? These are all things that if I, I think if so, if they put me on the, I'd be like, what are they trying to like? How are you? And how this guy's not going to make three million in his entire even, life. And if they didn't ship the shirts, how are they? How is their reputation ruined? Well, it was a throwaway line in here that nobody really talked about, but supposedly they threw away the. The, the t-shirts that were damaged. Only and to then, find them in the room. Yeah, they find them all in the room. So. Right, but again, how does that ruin your reputation if you oh, just yeah. threw them away or trashed them because you had an employee screw something up? Well, uh, again, that's, you know, if you have a client who had an order and their order got messed up and then that hit is a hit to your reputation. I... I mean, I, I suppose. But like, I know you work with people that do stuff like this all the time. So you would know that, like, like yeah. just saying a delay. And, like, I work in a completely different industry. And it would be hard to extrapolate the same ideas across what I do and what, what this is saying. But, like, if I mess something up for a client, I'm going to try my best to get it corrected as soon as possible and just tell them that there's a delay. Like, I, Yeah, I, again, the, the whole thing just doesn't. The whole thing just doesn't make sense as far as the, the trial goes. Like, I would have issues from day one about the trial. Like, it, it just like, and that's why I say, how you wonder how much of it is actual, it, what the script ratio versus the improv ratio. Well, it's also, they had to pick the perfect person. They had to find somebody who was going to be just gullible enough, just likable enough. Well, and right. Ju- I mean, like, all the things, right? Right, exactly. Somebody who's not going to have expertise in this area, you know, so, you know, and maybe doesn't even have expertise in the, in the idea of business in in general. Yeah, I don't know. I I wonder how much court footage they actually shot. Like, we see what they put on the... Right, it seems really weird to me because what they show on the TV show is not much actual court stuff happening. Right. Whereas I can tell you from jury duty, it's the exact opposite. And that's what of that. I was. And that's what you I was going to say. I've for never... hours on end, 
and just listen for hours on end. It's basically an eight hour day that they have you there for. You come in in the morning, you sit down, you listen, listen, listen. They break for an hour for lunch, maybe an hour and 30 if you're lucky. And then you come back and you sit and you listen, listen, listen. There are no breaks. And that's that's what I was curious about with this is that, you know, do they, do they have you know, how good are these actors at faking an entire trial? Yeah. Because, and again... But he, somebody made the comment in the show that it feels like uh, we're eating mostly and then we just break occasionally to go do jury stuff. So that seems like it's very yeah, telling. Yeah, and the whole thing seems... Yeah, the whole thing... Yeah, I, I would think that same way. I, I mean, I've sat in court before. It just... is So it just seems... Again, it just doesn't seem like very realistic. Yeah. And, and like, uh, if I sat through about two days of that, I'd be like, wait, this, this, like, this is nuts. Something's not right. Like, something doesn't feel right about this. What, what do you think would have made the show work more for you? I know we kind of hit on that, where you, you think if they had just leaned entirely into sitcom versus reality. Yeah. I think if it had been entirely sitcom, like your, like your, The Office, Parks and Rec, something like that, but just about jury duty, could have been great. And the flip side of that is that you could have done the reality TV part of it and still had everybody be actors except for this one guy. But like I was saying before, all the actors come in and they're like excited about the things that they had to change, the, th- the improv that they threw out that didn't work and how how they had to put sort of it. A, sort of a behind the scenes. Exactly. And, and well, maybe they will have that at the end. I mean, that, that's, I mean maybe that could be a thing. We'll um, see. You know, because a lot of reality shows do that, right? They bring the cast back and everybody kind of sits down. To, right. Well, they have, and on reality TV shows, they have what they call confessionals. Right. Right. So I was expecting more of something like that. Like where the actors... These, like, stupid side storylines, I don't like. I'd rather them have the confessionals where the actors come in and talk about the, the, the behind, the, what do you call, what's that, what's that saying? The inside baseball of it all. The, you know, I want to know what they were planning to do, what they had to change, how it came to them, if it was inspiration, it if it feels was something like they're trying to, yeah, it feels like they're trying to set Ronald up as the mark without making him the butt of the joke yes but he's the butt of the joke um i mean i don't find him to be the butt of the joke well i mean it is for in this case because he's the only one that doesn't know so i mean but he's the only one that doesn't know but they're not doing it maliciously i didn't but not necessarily being malicious well when you say somebody's the butt of the joke i interpret that as well well i mean how do you think it's going to make him feel at the end to realize that this isn't a real trial it's all been made up but he's the star of it uh, yeah. So, and everybody seems to think he's this great guy. So, like, I don't really think that's the butt of the joke. Okay. Well, I I think, I think, you know, I don't know. You got to think at some point that's going to make you look pretty foolish at the end. But as we were talking about before, if they had, if there, there's no way to do this a second time. There's no way to have a season two because if you set it up again to do another documentary about a jury trial... No, no, everybody that's seen the show, nobody's gonna fall for that. Everybody's gonna say, "Oh, we're we're doing it." Well, they'd have to pick a different premise. But then you're not your show is can't be titled Jury Duty. No, no, no. It would it would have to be something else. You'd have. To but if else. they had done the leaned into just sitcom and and done it the other way, they could have had a whole another 
all other seasons. Yeah, right? Parks and Rec. They could have had a whole other office, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I would tell you, I think, I don't, I don't, I think that's where I struggle with it a little bit. Because and maybe it, that premise is like overplayed and maybe that's why they didn't want to do it. I mean, how many people still stream The Office though? That's true. It's one of the most watched shows. And Parks and Rec. I mean, that's why NBC took it off of Netflix is because it was, it was literally, I mean, so, you know, and then now they have the super seasons of The Office where you can go back and watch all of the deleted stuff, which makes them even better. It's yeah. even better the second time with the super season. But what, because like, kind of like what we're talking about here, you don't necessarily see some, you know, you get these sort of minor storylines. Right. But the storylines are much more baked in. They just cut them. Yeah, they just cut them for time for TV. But when you go back and watch, you're like, oh, that's why they did that. Oh, that, oh, that makes much, oh, uh, you know, the relationships are, 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 are because you're, you know, you're getting 10, 15, 20 more minutes of the show. I mean, they're almost an hour long instead of just a half hour long. It's almost like watching a new show. show. There's an element of uh, suspension of belief with a sitcom that you have to go to that you don't do with a reality TV show, which is why I think this clashes for me. Because I can't do that suspension of belief like a sitcom and also be watching a reality TV show. My brain just will not let that happen. Yeah, I I think it's entertaining. I think it's a a great premise. And I wouldn't say I haven't enjoyed it. There's been funny parts. Again, I think it starts out kind of slow. Slow, gosh, so slow. But it picks up as it goes. Um, no, I'm with you. I, I, and, uh, you know, I would tell you, I think they need to write better jokes and that, you know, the writing could be better because that was one of the things that something like a Parks and Rec or a, or Office was made so good was you had really good writing and then you had actors really good at, at improving lines and different things throughout. Whereas this, I think because a lot of it probably is improv because you have to base it off of other things. I, I think, I think that's why you find it slow and sort of helter skelter at points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess the other thing, you know, for me is, is what are the actors, what do you think the actors in every, so final burning question, what do you think the actors do at night? Like, do they actually stay at this hotel? Are they all actually there the whole time? Have they just had to live this life as jury, as jury members? Well, considering that it's also the, you know, Ronald has to be, believe it. So it's only going to be like a week long. So I do think that, and these actors are no-name actors that are playing all the other parts, obviously. There's one guy who's a witness who's only there for a second that I recognize, that I feel like I've seen in plenty of other things. He always plays like a bit character and like a a supporting character. So he wasn't like super recognizable, but everybody else is complete no-names. So yeah, I think they're all staying at the hotel. It actually might be an upgrade for some of them. I mean, actors don't get paid very well. Yeah. So I do think that all the rest of them, obviously with the exception of James Marsden, are probably staying at the hotel. Staying there, just a, you know, Why not? It's, it's a week long. Yeah, I was just curious. Plus, it's a, also, it's a week long job. If you job. really have Ronald as your mark and something does happen, say they have a fire, say they have anything and yeah. nobody else is around when that right. happens, it's going to be real obvious. Right. So they basically just want you to the actor and listen, this, here's the job. You stay at the hotel. You're, you're gonna, you're yeah. gonna, you have to be in this character for. No, and I think that's totally possible. I mean, you're right. I, I think, I think that you know, for them, it's probably you know their break almost for a lot of them. I mean, because you think about the popularity of the show, 
So I imagine you'll see some of them cropping up again in other sitcoms and different things. Yeah. I mean, the the guy that plays Noah and Todd, I mean, I can totally see them popping up. I feel like Todd may have been in something else. Yeah. He, he feels... He feels like he might be slightly familiar to me, but nobody else is familiar looking to me. The only one that really I kind of look to see, um, the guy that plays Pat, the juror Pat, um, Kirk Fox, he's a stand-up comedian. So that was, that's the I don't even know who Pat is. (laughs) He's sort of the mustache juror that he doesn't, again, so far he really has sort of been a... Is that the Kubiak guy? Yeah. I thought his name was Greg. It's, he's sort of a, um, he's, again, he doesn't have, he's, a, he's not, he's definitely one of the more background okay. kind of jurors. Yeah. That he, he hasn't really been put out, but that's the only one I could find really okay. anything else on. So it'll be interesting to see. So I guess that's it for, for episodes one to four and we'll yeah. see how it concludes over the next and maybe, who knows, maybe, maybe the last half is the best television. Yeah. Maybe our opinions will change drastically. It'll be interesting to see. I'm. We'll see. (laughs) All right. In the meantime, we encourage you to go make some popcorn.